If Vladimir Putin had a, a tournament, would, would you play there? A speculation, can't, not even going to comment on speculation. Hello and welcome to a very special, some might say emergency edition of the Bunkered Podcast in association with Callaway. Michael McEwen here, thank you as ever for tuning in. This is not going to be your regular Bunkered Podcast, so for long-time listeners there's going to be no honesty box, no podder of merit, none of the usual bits and pieces you've come to expect from us. Instead, this is going to be a, a, a bit of a... A back and forth between Bryce and I, I'll bring him in in just a second, to discuss what is quite frankly the single biggest story in golf this year, last year, the last 10 years, to be honest, probably in the combined 40 years that Bryce and I have been working in the game, this feels like one of the biggest stories, if not the biggest, in that period. So we thought it was only appropriate, now that I'm back in the office, that we sit down and just try to make sense of some of it, answer some of the questions that you guys have got and really just get to the bottom of what the hell is going on in golf right now. I mentioned him there, Bryce Ritchie, Bunkered Editor. Hello and good morning. Good morning. That laugh says it all. That laugh says it all about where we are at. What a week. I know. And to be honest, I've absolutely no idea where we're at right now. <laughs> and I don't think anybody does. And I think that what makes it so compelling. I think it's that's just, why we're here, really, yeah, isn't it? Just yeah. uh, yesterday was madness. Never known anything like it. So yesterday being the first round of the Live Golf Invitational Series. Uh, and the thing is, you were there. I was sitting at home and I thought it was mad. So I'll be interested to hear what you've got to say about <laughs> being on the ground and being in amongst it. But yeah, but... It, <sighs> Probably, I genuinely, it's the biggest thing that's ever happened in the sport, without a shadow of a doubt. And if you don't think that, your head's in the clouds. Completely agree. You, you can't understate how significant this is. And if you're trying to or choosing to, I think that says more about where you're at yourself. Yeah. You know? And you know, we'll get to all the, the, the awkward conversation stuff, which we'll have eventually. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. But there is no doubt this is the biggest thing that's uh, ever happened in the sport. It could potentially transform the sport as a whole worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, you think it is the biggest thing in the history of the game? 100%. We are potentially looking at the PGA Tour no longer being the lifeblood of golf. That's what it is. You can talk about the Americanism of it and the centric nature of American sport and so on, how PGA Tours are the heart of that, blah, 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 blah. This is potentially the end of that. That is hugely significant. You cannot underestimate that. Yeah, and I think it would be foolish to do so. So, yeah. like I said, that's really kind of why we're here. I do apologise if anyone was expecting a pod earlier in the week. You were tired. Yeah, look, actually, on Monday, when we would usually record, oh, I was playing we go. Muirfield. Oh, here we go. So uh, I'll discuss uh, that more next uh, week. Oh, uh, I was know. playing Muirfield. Thud. <laughs> Won a return visit. I can talk about the biggest thing in golf because I was playing golf. <laughs> but then, as you say, I was down there. I did intend, actually, I had strong intentions to do a bit of a special pod when I was down there. But this has moved quickly. You yeah. know, in the last three days, the, the ground has shifted significantly underneath our feet. Every time I've gone to pull out the recording equipment, something else has happened. Now that the golf's underway, balls are in the air, the tournament is happening, it feels like we can maybe, and I stand to be corrected on this, maybe just take a bit of a breather and properly assess the goings-on. Like Bryce said, I was down there. I went down on Tuesday morning, 
So I spent yeah. all of Tuesday, all of Wednesday, and to be fair, a significant chunk of yesterday down there as well. So three days on the ground. I drove back up last night, so if you can hear the tiredness in my voice, I apologise. Avoid the M1 at all costs, the A1 and the M7. Just just fly. That's my <laughs> advice. <laughs> but anything you want to know, Bryce, because we haven't really spoken the past few days, what do you want to know about what it was like on the ground? Well, the, the thing is, on the TV, well, not on, well, it was on the TV because I put it on YouTube, <laughs> but... Um, I, I'm going to be honest, and a few people won't like this. I thought it looked quite good. What did you like? It, the production value was superb. And I know that we had something on our Facebook page about um, somebody had compared the first 30 minutes mm-hmm. of both broadcasts from the very start. When you say both, so live and... PGA Tour. Okay. And, of course, that was another one where, oh, you're supporting this bunker. Was that? No, not really. There were more than double the amount of shots shown in the first 30 for Live Golf than there was PG Tour Golf. I think there was one or two short promo ads in the first 30 minutes for Live Golf, and there were something like 11 adverts on PGA Tour. Wow. They had umpteen stops. They had more, whatever. That's what people have complained about with Pete. If you go on Twitter and you watch oh, another advert, oh great, we're looking at a blimp for 35 seconds. You know what? That that's bloody go- script song again. Make no mistake, they have looked at the PGA Tour broadcast and they've said, we can do better than that. And they have. Mm-hmm. And that's what people liked. When you were watching it, and it was a subconscious thing when you were watching it, you f- kind of forgot that other things were not being shown because you were, there was no real studio. I'll get to the commentary in a minute. Mm. There was no real studio. None of that took place. They didn't waste it. They just went, bang, golf. Do you know what it reminded me of? The Ryder Cup. And I know that's a shocker, but when the Ryder Cup kicks off, they go straight into golf. And it, it feels intense because it's starting. You see somebody on the next tee, bang. I think the first 20 minutes of the Ryder Cup, I don't think they do too many ads mm-hmm. right at the start. Right before it kicks off, they go into ads. But then when the golf starts, it's golf, 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 as long as they can. I got that impression. And that's just weird. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to that. And I thought the production values were superb. Very American, I thought, the production. Yeah, you know, yeah. With the, the scores and the team standings on the left-hand side of the screen. It's going to take a bit of getting used to that, but yeah. why not? Yeah, of course it is. It's new, it's different, and I like the fact that they have deliberately made it look different. They had to, yes. because their whole thing is, this is going to be a shake-up. Yeah. So if they turned up and they produced the, the all the... The graphics and the accoutrements, if you like, that look exactly the same as a PGA Tour broadcast are gone. Exactly, they'd yeah. get it in the neck and rightly so. Yeah, it look it looks like MotoGP, NASCAR, F1, that in the left it's a busy screen, screen and with that's a little American, yeah, like. with the little logos and the flashing out and the flashing on, and they need to get rid of the little ding, all that stuff. But that's what that looks like. That's catering to our American audience. Mm-hmm. We all laughed at it. Yes, there was bits that when I thought. Oh my god, this is hor- horrific! Like that, so no, no, no. That's like that's yeah. no, that's not golf. But you know, the, it's for a first try, day one. I thought that, one. I thought that was very, very impressive. Let's very briefly touch on the commentary because there are more important things to discuss. I think, but we can't really 
ignore it. I mean, I think it's a very bold decision by them to get Alan Partridge to do the lead comms. Yeah, I thought that was a good move. Uh, Striker! <laughs> yeah, horrific. Like, the one where he thought it was going to be a hole-in-one, the ball was about 10 feet short. <laughs> the and, uh, first birdie in live and, golf history. And, and uh, my favourite was the guy said, this ball was going towards the hole and eagle! And it's, no, it's not. It's going to get better, isn't uh, it? Well, I'll be honest. I'm not sure that is. <laughs> the only it, can't, can get, it can't get worse. Well, it can't get any worse, but the only way they, they get, better, get better is if they fire that guy. Arlo White. He's dreadful. Well, I mean, given just, what they've paid him to be there, oh, they're firing him anytime soon. Awful. And I think they said something about, um, somebody else on Twitter said, they literally just said at the shotgun, you couldn't start at a worse hole for DJ. And he was starting at the first. Jeez. So I don't know if that's true or not, but that's there was lots to lots to take the piss out of, put it that way. Yeah. And it was actually quite easy to giggle at it. Another significant thing is that the numbers on YouTube are very good. Well, am I right in saying it peaked? Obviously, I was driving, so I missed uh, the last bit of it. But I'm right in saying it peaked around 103,000. That was the number I right. heard. The number I got, I, the highest number I saw at one point was 73,000. Okay. But I've watched. Now, how L- do we judge how good that is? Though? Well, I've I've judged. I've I've watched LET broadcasts and on YouTube on YouTube, and they have been. I've watched some where there's been around 170 people watching it. Okay. And we spoke to the head of the LET eighteen months ago, and they said they weren't interested in TV, and that they wanted to continue going down the streaming route mm-hmm. because that's what a younger audience wanted. Also, costs, cost, yeah, yeah, significant. But so for Live to come out and get a hundred thousand streaming first time. That's, yeah. That is very impressive. That's the point, though. It's first time. There's the curiosity factor. Massive. So what will those numbers be at the next event, the third event, the fourth event? Will Put they it this get way. bigger or will they decline? And we have to view it in the context of that's a global audience. Put it this way. There's a significant amount of people that have been messaging us, how do I watch this? Mm-hmm. Where's the leaderboard? Well, there wasn't one. Where, how do I watch this? But that's the curiosity factor so, I'm talking yeah, about again. So, but I, but so. I wonder whether they'll have seen that Yesterday, all the, the stuff about it last night, if they're at work, and they go, actually, right, okay, I'm going to look out for that today. Mm-hmm. You do wonder whether that's going to happen. So I'll be quite keen to see what their numbers will be today. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. You mentioned the logos. That's something I'd like to have a, a little brief chat about, if that's okay, the teams. Oh, I'm, 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 honestly. Mm. Yeah. Look, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm glad that there's no team called the White Belts, there's no team called the Iron Head Covers, but if you'd told me beforehand that the names were going to be Cleeks and Niblicks and Torque and what, Smash or something, it, it sounds like they've taken the captions out of a comic book. You know, what's the next one going to be like? Kapow? It, it's, it's very underwhelming considering the buzz that was made around the team element. However, everybody is talking about the team names. Because they're terrible. And that in turn legitimises it. You're talking about it. You're giving it life. You're giving it air. Giving, giving it life. I don't know whether you're legitimising it. I would disagree with that. I, I thought the team names were brutal. I, I can't. But that's, the, you know what? That's me. I can't stand the format. I've said that before. I hate the format of this. 54 holes, teams, no leaderboard. It just looked kind of stupid. But I get the production value of it. And I understand all that. But I genuinely think 
if they'd put out a 72 holer, I mean, the way we understand golf and brought all their other stuff into it, I think I would actually be looking forward to watching it. Whereas this sort of team element, I, I genuinely, I couldn't care less. Yeah, the team thing's the part for me that I think they still need to figure out. also thought it was quite disingenuous of the players who did come into the media centre on Tuesday and Wednesday. They were all very excited about the team side of it, Bryce. Really excited. Like, this is something cool. This is something different. And I love team golf. Where was that when the Seve Trophy was dying on its yeah, they, were, they weren't interested in team golf when the Seve Trophy was there. Seve Ballesteros was pissed off. With, yeah. Seve Ballesteros... And justifiably so. Seve had a fight with Garcia because Garcia didn't want to play in it. But now he loves team golf. Now he loves team golf. Yeah. Thinks it's great. Yeah. Don't think we didn't notice that, Sergio. Yeah. Etc. So, no, I'm not... I, I'm with you. I'm not a huge fan of the, the team element, but... We don't know who the team winners are yet, you know, so that remains to be seen. The draft, the draft looked like it could have been good. And I say the reason it looked like it could have been good is because I wasn't there. Yeah, Nobody was. That's allowed. a massive, massive missed opportunity. Because that, again, is one of its points of difference. And it looked like it was a great laugh. Why not bring people in? Mm -hmm. Maybe that was the intention. Maybe something happened that they weren't able to. But that's something they need to fix going forward. The reaction. I think it's important we touch on that next if you like Bryce to the surprise of absolutely nobody the PGA Tour announced as soon as balls were in the air pretty much yeah. the sanctions that it's imposing on its members who are competing in the Live Series and those who intend to compete current and future Live Golf players will be banned from the PGA Tour we don't know how long for they haven't specified it's also important to note they didn't send this out as a press release it was a memo to, to their players, their players. Yeah. so they actually aren't communicating with the media they're communicating with their players which they tend to do on the flip side the DP World Tour has said nothing not a thing they've sent out emails I, I know who's leading the Scandinavian mixed and I know that my accreditation is to be in for the, the senior open that's running out but nothing about this the silence from the DP World is deafening I know you've got a couple of points you want to make there. Just before you do, I want to make this one, which I made on Twitter uh, last night. So much for a strategic alliance. Mm -hmm. That PGA Tour statement was just the PGA Tour. If ever there was a time to put out a joint statement announcing a, a joint strategy, same sanctions, you know, the joined up cohesive approach, that was it. Strategic alliance isn't really worth much when you're acting independently of one another, when you're facing, both of you, one of your biggest crises in your history. Yeah, well, this is where it gets a bit tricky because there's there's things that you know that we're maybe not allowed to say for certain reasons. So, mm -hmm. <clears throat> so DP World, I think, I'll just spit it out, I think Keith Pelley's handled this terribly. And I think Jay Monaghan could have done a lot more sooner. And I think they could have worked together better than they have. And I, I honestly think they did not see this happening. And I'll be honest, neither did I. I didn't think we'd get here. Remember the first time you were a wee bit more cocksure that this would happen? I wasn't. I thought this will go anywhere. Royal ranking points, jumping away for money, not playing in the majors. That's never going to happen. And to be fair to you, you were consistent in that uh -huh. line of thought. But obviously it now has happened. Uh -huh. Now it has happened. You think, holy. And I think... But I'm not paid 
6.5 million a year to work on a strategic alliance of a professional golf tour. Jay Monaghan is. So for him to come out for the first time and address his players in a public format, because they must have known that was going to get oh, out. Oh, God, yeah. To then say, you know, 10 minutes after it started, oh, this is what we're going to do. That's shambolic. And Keith Pelly saying nothing whatsoever, still this morning saying nothing, is also shambolic. Keith Pelly has absolutely screwed this. He's made a complete mess of this. A brand new tour, which may or may not have had certain discussions with certain tours, because they've already said they've done that, for Keith Pelly to stick his head in the sand, considering where the DP world was already, this tour rebranded because it was in trouble, for him to just think this will all sort of fritter out is, has been Pine a the monumental mistake because this, to me, this is the end of the DP World Tour as we know it today. Whether the tour still exists, I have no idea. But it's now going to be third and it's not going to be second. The status we, is going to be diminished yeah, by this. hugely diminished. And it's a big, big tour. And it's just had massive investment. Your DP World, you're thinking, what the what the hell? <laughs> And then you imagine being the PGA Tour, they're they're going to be second. Can you, could you possibly have ever there's, said that? There's You're, another that yes, would ever happen. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I I couldn't see this day coming. There is one other element to throw in there, which is we're saying the DP World will be the third. There's a chance it will be the fourth. The Asian because the Asian Tour. Tour. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. You know, I so know, I know. this this is this is worrying for the DP World. And you you mentioned that it rebranded. I I don't think it did. It sold out. Yeah, it, it had to. It, did, it, it didn't, it didn't rebrand because it chose to put a new logo out there, a new wordmark. It sold uh, the house. The DP World, the DP World is in such shit in the last few mm. years that when they had a tournament, they didn't want you to know what the world ranking of the players were who were playing in that tournament because it was that bad a look. That's how screwed they are. Look at the tournaments that are coming up that are DP World yeah, tournaments. Yeah. They are absolutely drowned out by what Live Golf can offer. Mm -hmm. So, if you're a player on the fringes, you're going to be left with even less on the DP World Tour now than you were before. Mm -hmm. That's astonishing. Mm -hmm. And getting into Live Golf will be hard. I don't know how, the, we've not got to those, those parts yet, but that's going to be a tricky one. But that's what I'm stunned by. Yeah. And this is the thing about, Everyone kept saying they were stunned. I, I couldn't believe... There were certain players that I'm stunned by, like like Bryson and, and, and Patrick Reed. They're current players. They're effectively saying, you know what, I'll take a chance. I'll never play a PG Tour event yeah, again. Yeah, just, just for context, we're saying that on Friday morning, we're expecting them to yeah. be confirmed during the broadcast of round two. So th that's what we're expecting to happen, and I find that astonishing. But I know people will think, why are you bringing up this guy's name? I don't get that. Bernd Wiesberger. Bernd Wiesberger's the next generation of European talent. That guy's a player. He he could walk into that Ryder Cup team because the old the old guys, Westwood, Garcia, Stenson, Poulter, G Mac, those guys are moving into the next gen of their life, and that's yeah. why they're taking this money. I understand why they're doing that. Wiesberger's not. And he's still prepared to go, you know what? See you later. Yeah. That amazes me. People will say that we're being overly critical, overly negative about the DP World Tour. I've had tweets from people in the past who think that we're that on the podcast routinely. I'm not sure we are, but okay, fine. I want to just point out, we've covered a lot of DP World European Tour events over the years. We've gone to a lot and covered them. 
we've got a lot of people there that, at that tour that we know that we've got good relationships with that stand to be badly affected by this. Yeah. We are not choosing to put the boot in. You know, this is... Tell it like it is. We've got to tell it like it is. Yeah. And it is really disappointing. I've, I've asked the tour now for comment twice in the last week and a bit. Last Wednesday, when the field was announced for live, and Wednesday again just there, when it seemed that things were starting to move at a pace, and they declined to comment. I think they need, whether it's to the media or somebody else, they need to put their head above the parapet soon, because you can't bury it in the sand. They are losing this fight massively, that, and that is why they need to front up. That is it. They are losing. PG Tour are losing right now because if 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 a few sorry, more I'm talking about DP World. Yeah, 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 yeah but I'm, I'm talking about well. this as well. If, if 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 a few more players trickle down, then you know, for example, there's a player in the top ten in the world. I don't want to say his name because I spoke to somebody this week and. They were absolutely no comments. Say no more. But there's a player in the top 10 of the world who has made comments that he wasn't too sure about it and he needed to know more. And I'm told that he's another one that's going to join. And that would be mind-blowing. Mm -hmm. Because DJ, I don't lump in with Westwood and so on. DJ's, DJ will be at the top for the next five, yeah, six years, relevant. I think. He's totally relevant. So is this guy. If that continues to happen and these guys are all out playing and we need to address the world rankings, but if that takes place, the PGA Tour are in big problem, big, big problems. Mm -hmm. And that's, they are, if you put it this way, they've already started losing. So imagine where they're going to be in six months. Well, yeah, if they continue like this. Hard to stem the tide. I agree. I also don't like the fact that they continue to refer to live golf in their yeah. comms as the Saudi Golf League. People will have their own opinions. I know that some people think it's just quite funny. Listen, it's not. It's commercial, it's corporate, yeah. and it's high time that I think they, they started calling them what they are. You don't call me white male. Yeah. You know, I have a name. Live Golf has a name. You a have to treat your enemy, because yeah. that's what they are, with some respect. And by doing what they're doing, calling it the Saudi Golf League, it's a deliberate move. It's geopolitical, and they're basically putting it in people's heads. Live equals Saudi, equals bad, equals dangerous, equals not America. Yeah. This is really important. Americans aren't used to being second best, yeah, yeah. and they do not like it. You're quite right. I thought the way they dealt with that was a little bit, that's yeah. a bit nasty. You know but I think you know it what? is. I think, it, I think it's desperate. Yeah. I think that's a desperate move by someone who's scrambling to try and, you know, Win the the petty battles because you're losing the war. Mm -hmm. That's that's my read on it. But we'll see what they, they they do next. So the money we need to talk money. Yes. Okay. Okay. The root of all evil itself. The root of all evil. So we need to talk money. There's a lot of chat about where's this going. What's the longevity in it? Now, that's one thing that I think the PGA Tour have over most people. They have they have a history. They have a legacy. And they have a future. Liv, Liv has neither at the moment, but it has a lot of money. And there's talk about, well, how are they going to go anywhere without a sponsor? To be honest, they don't need a sponsor. Sponsors but, are what you need when you don't have the cash. Yeah, they've got mega money. That, I think that company's worth, that guy's worth something like $1.7 He's The put, public investment fund. Yeah, yeah. He's put aside 
six hundred billion for projects like this, mm-hmm. giving was it Lee Westwood five million? I think he's been Westwood's been given five million. Is that right? Not sure. I'm actually not sure what Westwood's been given. It's not been clarified yet. Let's even use the example though of Dustin getting say a hundred and twenty-five million. Hundred and twenty-five million. That's absolute pocket change. Yeah. Yep. Because that money's gone. And all they're putting in every every week is twenty million for their tournaments, something like that. Twenty five million altogether. Twenty five million for each tournament. That is pocket change. However, it's pocket change for maybe the next five, ten years. Yeah, even even the public investment fund well, the clue's in the name. It's an investment uh-huh. fund. It has to see a return yeah. on that investment, surely. So they they are they're wants to. They're wants to, but it is largely, and we're going to get to the word everyone's talking about, which is sports washing. It's largely a PR exercise because they are moving, they want to move sideways in other ventures, not just oil. So the money's going to be there no matter what. If this becomes a mainstream tour with 15 events, Let's see it all ties in. If this becomes a mainstream tour with 15 events, with an order of merit, with access to the major championships, and they're like, I mean, put it this way, this means every single event is a World Golf Championship, but better. Yes. They will get a sponsor. It will find a sponsor. Their investments in other sport have generated sponsorships. It will happen. It's not going to happen straight off the bat. No sponsor is going... No big multinational company is going to throw up 250 million of their readies into something that hasn't kicked off yet where some players have decided whether they're going to be banned or not. Once that's resolved, I think they will have a sponsor in the sidelines that will jump all over this because it's going to be huge. Yeah, I think that there's going to be a lot of people looking at this very with with a lot of curiosity just now and Absolutely. ready to sign checks but they don't want to because well two reasons one let's see it let's see the product first before yeah. we invest and they're in a position where they can afford to put on a show before investment comes in secondly there's the noise sports washing you said it this thing has attracted a heck of a lot of noise in the same way that the the purchase of newcastle united by the same group attracted a heck of a lot of noise you know what's interesting about Newcastle? Since that purchase was completed, the narrative hasn't gone away completely, but it has shifted. Yeah. The talk isn't so much, this is dreadful, sports washing, etc. The talk is, who are they going to buy this summer? Yeah. How much are they going to spend? The so re- the, 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 it very quickly be, it moves on. People yeah. may like that, they may not, and we've got our own feelings on it. It's it's but it's just the way it is. It's I'm just, sorry. It's just true, and it, it's because it's a massive thud. Mm-hmm. It's like bang, Saudi are going to invest in golf and start a new tour. Wow, who are these guys? Let's go and find out. And you find out, and you go, I'm not sure I'm quite comfortable with that. With other destinations that the European tour goes to, and there are three. That's been drip-fed into your psyche for the last 25 years, so you don't really talk about it. But I'm not going to go there. But if you walk down the street, if you're a homosexual man and you walk down the street in one of those destinations that the tour goes to, you could be 
sanctioned to death because it's illegal in those countries. We don't talk about that. And we don't talk about it because we're kind of used to it, used for it for the last 25 years that that's just the way it is. But it's because now the Saudis are involved, it's bang. Like, let's find out what we're disgusted by. But we don't do that when it comes to China. Yeah. Because we're used we've been talking about it for years. So as you say, it's been diluted. The Newcastle United situation is already being diluted. Yeah. And eventually that will happen with this. Incidentally, rightly or wrongly, yes. it's been diluted. Let let's touch on the the grief that we've had then, if you like, for even or certainly that I've had for just being there. Me personally, and by extension, bunkered. We stand accused of being complicit in sports washing. By, to, I've, I've to had be that. fair, by small numbers. Yeah, exactly. But it's important to, yeah. to acknowledge so that people understand why we were there. I can't say it any simpler than this. It's my job to cover golf and to cover the biggest stories. Yeah. I can't not go to the biggest event. For the record, if this event had been taking place in the States, the first event in the States, I wouldn't have been. But I could go to this because it's accessible. Yeah. It was a, relatively speaking, short drive. So I could go and I I had to. I've got an obligation as a reporter to go and cover it. What I'm not doing is supporting it. And this is a really key thing. It's not your job. I'm not a cheerleader. I'm not PR. Yeah. People are saying, oh, well, just by being there, by extension, you're supporting it. No. I'm sorry. That is a that is an unintended consequence of any news report mm. is that you draw attention to something and people will either be for it or against it. Mm. If someone chooses to buy a ticket or not, Based on my reporting, that is an unintended consequence of that. Mm -hmm. I can't equally just choose to ignore it because I'm uncomfortable with elements of it. That is the opposite of being a good journalist. You have to put everything you feel aside and cover it as honestly and without bias as you possibly can. And I like to think that's what I've done the past mm -hmm. few days. People can like it or not. I'm doing my job. For the record, Pilots fly into Jeddah every single day. Are they complicit? <laughs> I know, it's, it gets ridiculous, but I do think the, the media landscape will be very interesting mm -hmm. how this um, plays out because you can tell already the PG Tour's media partners, media partners are actively against it. Yeah, they're on the front foot. So, as they should be. As they should be because yeah. they'll be panicking. But that's not journalism. No. You know, that's not, the same thing. Yeah, there was something, I, I put it on Twitter last night, some of the stuff that was written last night was just disgusting. And, and xenophobic. And xenophobic against other countries like, that play Europe. golf. It's like anything that's out with America is not important. I thought that was just weird. But th that is just the beginning. And when this kicks off, I believe that will get worse. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is at the very beginning, and where we're going to be in six months, even three months, will be very, very interesting, especially when this goes to the United States. It's funny, I, I do have to laugh a little bit at the people who are so angry that we covered that or that this event is even happening and they choose to use Twitter to vent their spleen. I know, that's, that's You've that's got it. to understand, Twitter has been invested in significantly by the Public Investment Fund. I went to Disneyland last month with my family. Should I not go because the public investment funds invested in that? Should I cancel my Disney Plus I know, subscription? Like, Should I cancel my Facebook profile? Should I stop using Where Uber? do you draw the line with what you're offended by? You my can still say it's wrong. Yeah, my opinion is simple. You're either offended by all of it or none, or none of, it. of it. It's like Greg Norman. Greg Norman was hired by these guys to do this. Greg Norman said what they did was wrong. The guy that's actually leading 
<laughs> this whole charge said, yeah, you know what? I don't like it either. Mm-hmm. Where do you go? There's a great line that someone used to me that said, uh, if you and the rest of the media just ignore it, it'll go away. No. If a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, does it still make a noise? Mm-hmm. It's the old classic. So this is something that is way beyond anybody's control and means whether we like it or not, it's here. And I'll be honest, I don't see it disappearing anytime soon. I also think that people are slightly taken aback at just how aggressive they've been. This isn't emerging. We do know that it was an attempted to be a bit of a merging between certain tours, but mm, that's not that's not been confirmed yet, but people have said it. Um, so this is literally a hostile takeover. That's what this is. And I think that has stunned people because it's actually... I'm actually impressed at how aggressive they've been to do. We're going to do this. We're going to put the money in and we're going to get all these star names. We haven't quite discussed that element yet. And I think that's quite interesting. What's the PGA Tour got and what's Liv got? Because if you watch the advert they've just put out recently, an hour ago, Chase Kepka talking about all the best players in the world are playing every week. Mate, but that, but that, they're not. that's just not the case. You can dress up live all you want, but that is not true. Some of the best players in the world are playing in that. Not all of them. And I still think the PGA Tour will have stronger fields every week. But it's quite different. It's a very... It's going to be interesting to see how long that remains the case when they double their schedule. And that may also depend a little bit on the world rankings because that has been the biggest piece of the jigsaw in a lot of ways I know that you've said that for for many months how they're going to get around that issue Yeah, we've had quite a lot of questions overnight thank you to everyone who did reply to my tweet inviting questions we cannot get through them all there's a lot there's a hell of a lot but this has been a a recurring one Jay Houston I think you summed it up pretty well if the world ranking application which we told you about in bunker.co.uk yesterday if that's approved can you see Liv being the tour to play on And what could that do to the PGA Tour and DP World Tours? So to summarise very quickly, Live Golf's putting in an application to the World Rankings people next week. It goes before the board and the board will decide yes or no if they're going to get World Ranking points. That's significant for two reasons. One, it would legitimise further Live Golf's standing in the game and status as a major player. And secondly... If they're given world ranking points, it creates a clearer pathway into the major championships that doesn't require PGA Tour involvement. And that may entice other players who are considering the live proposal but have reservations to jump ship. You're getting lots of money and lots of ranking points. How is that any different from the PGA Tour with the obvious difference that the money in live is so much more? And the DP World Tour... You're no longer going to be getting, due to changes coming with the world rankings, you're no longer to be going to be getting the points you're getting now in about eight months. Correct. So I would be worried. In terms of the board who are going to vote on it for the, the world rankings board, that comprises a few different constituent parts. PGA Tour and DP World Tour each get a vote. The International Federation of PGA Tours, so all of the other tours, if you like, Sunshine, Japan, Asian, they get one vote amongst them which, incidentally, is going to be cast by the Chief Operating Officer of the DP World Tour. There you go. That then, so that's three parts. Then 
the major championships get a say. Augusta National gets a vote, the RNA get a vote, the USGA get a vote, the PG of America get a vote. Now, in order for this to be a proper, balanced voting process, there are clear conflicts of interests there because the PGA Tour and DP World Tour are threatened by LIV. Do they have to recuse themselves from the voting process? Interestingly, the Asian Tour is part of the International Federation of PGA Tours. It's got a conflict of interests. Could they recuse themselves and therefore put pressure on the PGA Tour and DP World Tour to do likewise by stating the obvious conflict? That then would put all of the voting power in the hands of the people who run the major championships. They've been pretty quiet with the exception of one. The USGA has said that live golf players can play in the US Open next week. Didn't make any commitment beyond that, but they don't need to. Not just yet. The Open will be the next one. Can we see the RNA doing anything different to the USGA? They may, but I doubt it. Augusta National doesn't need to make a decision for months yet. The Masters isn't till next April, and the PGA of America is in the same boat. The PGA Championship isn't till next May. So these people don't necessarily need to make snap decisions right now. The world rankings may complicate that. We'll see. What I would say is this, though, and this was something that was a, another really good question posed by David Barwise. If the majors refuse entry to live players, do you think they lo- risk losing relevance in the modern game? I see it the opposite way. If the majors give places to live golf players, they actually become the four irrefutable strongest events in golf because that'll be the only place you can see the best of live, the best of the PGA Tour, the best of the DP World Tour. These majors want the strongest fields. Why would they not do that? One hundred percent absolutely bang on the money it's not in the in the major championships interests to kick out 90 players in the world of golf to say you don't deserve to play in our tournaments that's just weird said before say it again there is only one institution that could have knocked this on the head and that's Augusta National. And why would it not want Bryson, past champion Patrick Reed, past champion Sergio Garcia, past champion Phil Mickelson? Yeah. Why would it not want these players playing? Yeah, that 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 is it. So they, this is where I said at the beginning that Jay Monaghan has absolutely made a mess of this. He should have got round the table and if he wanted rid of it, he should have got them all right. And to be fair, he might well have done. And I think there's a few things that you know that we can't tell people. So he might well have done. But I think he's not done a good enough job to convince them that the status quo is the best future for golf. The opposite of that is something we don't know and we might be risking the future of the sport and you will have the say on that. That's come and gone. Noticeably, the USGA didn't say anything about the 2023 US Open They talked about the 2022. Even the USGA don't want to touch this yet. They've done the least they can possibly do. DP World has said nothing. Augusta National has said nothing. Even though there were rumours two days ago that Augusta were going to throw the can at them and say, done. Put it this way. If Live becomes a big deal, if Live becomes either a dominant tour or the number one tour, they will have a seat at the table when it comes to the majors, that guy will effectively be allowed to walk through the gates at Augusta National. Jay Monaghan does. Jay Monaghan's got nothing to do with with, uh, Augusta National. Nothing. 
His tour helps a qualifying process for it, but that's set by Augusta. So if Augusta give Liv the green light, their head guy will be able to walk through the gates at Augusta under the umbrellas and under the big tree and live his life. Greg can Norman you, finally triumphing at Augusta National. Can you imagine that happening mm-hmm. in that part of America? Those people coming and existing at Augusta National. It's stunning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it certainly is. I, I, I just see that the majors actually stand to be the ones who benefit the most. Their, th- their, their quality of field, their strength of field, which and you will know what? important. And you know what? Will double overnight. There may be a wee bit private. Let's be honest, right? Do you think the USGA and the RNA, RNA are that pleased about the Players' Championship? Mm, this is a commercial it. tournament that's requested off the record to be the fifth major. They've pretty much tried to be a great... We do know for a fact that the PGA Tour came to the UK years ago to try and start a campaign to get the players to be the fifth major. It was a long-haul project and it fell apart. So if I was Martin Slumbers and anything that came along that reiterated the status your championships already got as the best major, which it is, the Open is the best in my opinion, and it it takes a rival non-major that's trying to be something more significant and just degrades it a little bit and yours gets better, where'd I sign? <laughs> yes, please, I'll have some of that, thanks. Can I also say at this point, I think it's time to retire the phrase, grow the game. That should only be allowed to be used by the RNA and USGA, whose jobs it actually is to grow the game. They didn't say that with the FedEx. No, no, that's it. And the thing is, I'm slightly uncomfortable with the idea that in order to grow the game, the richest players ever to have played it have to get significantly richer. I I can't square that in my head. It seems a little bit counterintuitive. The thing is, if, if it's all about growing the game, would you do it for half the money? Well, why aren't they doing it for free if they're that invested? Yeah, that's just, mm. I've always thought that was a bit silly. But so, yes, that, that, the RNA USGA, from this point on, I'm saying it, I'm calling it, only they get to use that term because yeah. that's their mission. Penny for the thoughts of FedEx. And I'll <laughs> tell you something else, penny for the thoughts of people like NBC and Golf Channel. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they must, they've just signed new deals. They must have been aware of what's going on. They're not daft people. And they must have said to the PGA Tour, we need some, we need some assurances here. Well, I noticed how good's this field going to be. Yeah, how good, how, are we going to have all the best players playing? Yeah, have to make some assurances. Well, that's the thing. It, it, it does. If you're dep- paying more for a, a, a lesser standard, if you like, or not to have as many of the big names, that's a really crap investment. It does depend what happens. You might have live completely replacing this where it could get interest. You might have live completely replacing the DP World Tour, but being a much much better version of it any more powerful, engaging version than the PGA Tour. So if that's the case, and there's still some players playing PGA Tour, like Rory and John Ram, Colin Morikawa, Xander Schofle, a few other guys, will they continue to be in that sphere, or will they jump ship? See if they stay where they are. That's where it could get quite compelling, because you, it's like two heavyweights slugging it out, fighting for slots on the calendar. We don't have that at the moment. We don't have DP World and, and a PGA Tour fighting and knuckleheads like, right, I want this week, you want that week. Now we will. Mm-hmm. That'll be fascinating. And I do I do really want to know what John Ram thinks now that this is, is come and gone. 
I want to know what Colin Morikawa thinks. And I'll tell you what, seeing six months and this is 15 tournaments up and they're playing for 25 million a week and they've got world ranking points and the world ranking points are stronger and better on a weekly to week basis and the money is tenfold. I want, I want to know then what Rory McIlroy thinks. Mm-hmm. That's well, going to be interesting. He's a very interesting one, isn't he? Because I mean, but look at his sponsors. Look at who he works with. That's all I say on that. Let's get back to the golf, Bryce. You, you've said that you you don't like the format. The team element certainly fifty four holes, shotgun start. They're talking about innovation and being a completely innovative new idea and fresh ways of thinking. I mean, there's as we've touched upon, there's elements of that, but fifty four hole shotgun start tournament. On the face of it, it's not that innovative. There's innovation and there's just like a bit of stupidity. For example, people always argue about the cost of the Open. I have always fought the corner of the RNA. I still think the RNA could add 20 quid to their price and I'd still pay it. I'd still pay that money. You can go to the Open Championship and turn up at 6.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. It's Baltic. <laughs> and you can watch what usually is the case. The RNA usually stick out Paul Laurie for some reason. It used to be Monty. And you can watch them hit the first shot. You can effectively go out and watch three to maybe four full rounds of golf. Yep. You can stay there till half ten, eleven o'clock at night, take in the experience. That's mega. You'll probably spend a lot of money because you need to reduce the prices. But pound for pound. Pound for pound. Whatever the price is, phenomenal. Better value than half the Premier League games that are over after 90 minutes. Absolutely 100%. You can spend the entire day at the Open, have the time of your life. You can't do that, Augusta, by the way. But, Liv, I spoke to you yesterday at half past nine, ten o'clock. Yep. There's no players. Nobody there. No crowds. Didn't start till two. Players usually only like to warm up for an hour and a half. They all have their routine. They all have 45 minutes in the range. They all have half an hour uh, short game. And then they spend 15, 20 minutes putting. They have a wee rest. And then they go and play. It's an hour and a half, two hour ballpark before they turn up. If every tournament starts at 2 o'clock, you're getting a five-hour window of golf and you're paying £90. I'm going to say it right now, it's not worth it. It's too expensive. And the other thing is, they've got mega money. Just reduce the cost of it. Yeah. So don't need to charge that much. I hear you. I guess, like, two points on that. One would be that the four- to five-hour window works brilliantly if you're watching it on TV because you see everything. You're not missing anything. It's not like Tiger's out at nine and Rory's out at two and you, you can't commit your entire Saturday or Sunday to watching all of that. You'll see everything in that predefined window. That's great for a TV viewer. You're right. I mean, you can only follow one group if you're there in person. And so you're not going to get to see all of that. You can jump from one to the next to the yeah, next. So you're going to miss a, a lot of There's golf. an element of that being good for the TV viewer. However, I like the status quo. I like a 72-holer. Yeah, you do. But I, the thing is, there's a lot of people who just don't like yeah, that and who I'll, can't commit the and time. I, and I'll fight and them And are on, choosing between Tiger and Rory, And I will example. fight them in the trenches on that because I just find that weird. Well, but, well I you like say the fight fact, them in the trenches. It's I, a subjective I matter. Like the people fact, are entitled to not like it. I like the fact that you have the last nine holes. You get somebody coming down the stretch that puts them under pressure. That's mm. gone. Ah, well, see, that's this the thing. Where six does holes, it finish? Uh, six holes to go. That's gone. The, there's no 18th. There's no grandstand finish. That's gone. There's no big first tee with an atmosphere. Somebody being launched onto the tee with all the pressure on yeah. their shoulders because somebody's charged from behind, made eight shots. That's gone. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's just, that's not golf. So, look, there's a lot to unpack there. 
one point that we should really look at is certainly the fact that a shotgun start doesn't lend itself necessarily to a grandstand finish. The winner could finish on the 11th or the 12th. You don't have that big dramatic They're going to do that all the time. Shotgun start. Is every hole, every tournament going to be 54 holes? Every tournament, every Every single time. So it's like, well, where where do you go if you want to get... I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to be a photographer working on that or TV. My goodness, that's, that's tough. But... I don't go over old ground, but like I say, it's subjective if you like a full day sitting in front of the telly watching the golf or can only find four hours and that works for you. That's that's up to you. But we're talking about the value of the ticket price. Yeah, the value of the ticket price, if you're getting four hours, it's certainly not as good as the value of the Open. What the organisers have said that want to try and do is create like a spectator experience. That's why you're getting concerts at the end of the day. So you're getting effectively, I think, a two for one, a golf tournament, and then you get to go to a gig. But do you want to go and see Jesse J? You know, do you want to go and see John Newman? People have tried to reinvent golf and it never works. Golf is golf. It's 18 holes. It's usually 72 hole stroke play. Every now and then we play a team event and everyone's happy. What was that dreadful invention they had? What was it? 10, 15 years ago? Play? Power play golf. Power play golf, right. When power play golf came out, we thought, what an absolute joke. Two flags. Two flags in each green, yeah. Drivel. Here we are again. This concept, I'm okay for it being every now and then and we have a bit of fun. But nobody, I, I don't believe for a second anyone in their right mind wants shotgun starts on a tour, 54 holes. That's stupid. It takes away everything from stat- statistics in golf. The whole thing, it's just The traditional daft. golf audience doesn't want that. Yeah. But they're trying to attract a new audience who might go and watch golf if they think they're getting golf plus. But then we're verging dangerously close to the grow the game element again. Where are all where are all these people that are begging for shotgun starts and fifty four holes? Where are they? How do we know they don't exist? That would be my counter. I'm not for or against it, by the way. I, I don't have strong I actually don't really have strong feelings on it, but how do we imagine know they if, don't I think I think the challenge that would be put to you would be how do you know those people don't exist? I'll put it this way. Seventy three thousand people watched it. Eighteen million watched Tiger win the Masters. You're talking about Tiger winning the Masters versus that. I, I Tiger think, winning the Masters you know, on a paid broadcast and YouTube's free. You can go there all you want, but I guarantee if that was Tiger Woods, if you put Tiger Woods coming back at the Open on YouTube for free, you'd get mega numbers. Yep, yeah, you are comparing apples and oranges with, with respect. I'm you're entitled. Talking about the, you're talking about the greatest thing. And if you want to make a fair comparison, Bryce, you can't say the greatest thing that has happened in golf in our lifetimes, most extraordinary thing versus a new I'm startup. talking about him winning a next Masters. <laughs> Let's it's see. Da- it's Let's daft. See. I'll, I'll, I will still fa- stand and fight it. It's daft. Yeah, in, and in I, your opinion, you don't and like I, wished, it. I think that's quite I, clear. I wish they wouldn't do that. I wish they would make it a 72-hole stroke play event because then it's comparable this isn't comparable and it never will be and it doesn't then have point of difference which is its entire ethos and its entire reason for being anyway we're running out of time here because we do want to keep this relatively tight uh, because look we've got another podcast to record on Monday it's the US well, Open what next week going to talk? oh yeah that's right this is a good question from Sean Drummond we've when- still not got through these questions yet yeah, there's another one <laughs> to be fair a lot of them we have covered so sorry if I've not attributed a name to it Fine. but Sean Drummond when other high profile players want to join Live, who gets ejected from the current 48 who have committed from day one Phil Sean it's a very good question it's going to become clearer in time 
And I think I can basically tell you this, that the intention is that within four years, there's going to be a relegation element to this. That's no great surprise. The players who finish in the bottom few, I'm not putting a number on it, but bottom few places of the Live Golf Order of Merit will be relegated the following season. To the Sunshine Tour. To the Asian Tour. Oh, right, sorry. They'll get a full card for the Asian Tour. Now, people will go, the Asian Tour, but that's not as good as... It Hang will be. on, pump yeah. the brakes. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, four yeah, yeah. years from now. And by the way, who thought the Asian Tour would be as good as it is now, 12 months ago? Give it another three or four years of solid investment. It will be bigger, potentially, than the DP World we, Tour. We said this a few months ago in the pod. Like, the Asian Tour is this weird little landscape in the corner of the world that no one talks about, but it's got this mad existence. Mm-hmm. Look, at, look at it now. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Anyway, have we covered it all, Bryce? No. Scottish Open. Great point. Scottish Open. Scottish Co-sanctioned Open. Co-sanctioned event. Co-sanctioned event. I uh, I would have to tear through Jay Monaghan's text, email, letter. Made no reference to co-sanctioned Didn't make any mention of co-sanctioned tournaments. So To, to what, sorry? Co-sanctioned tournaments, well, I said. <laughs> <laughs> so... We might well see Phil Mickelson turning up and playing against a backdrop of something to do with the PGA Tour because half of that field is PGA Tour. So how many of those live players are planning to play Scottish Open? And bear in mind their strategic alliance for the DP World Tour. (laughs) If that's not happening, that strategic alliance now hurts the DP World Tour. Mm -hmm. It doesn't help them. It hinders them. This is another car crash that's potentially coming down the line. I feel sorry for the DP World Tour in this one, a little bit, because the PGA Tour making that announcement, it would appear independent of the DP yesterday that all players are going to be banned from playing in its events. It puts them in a difficult position when it comes to its biggest events like this that are now co-sanctioned. They had to be co-sanctioned for a reason, in order to get the PGA Tour support, but that's now potentially working against them because they may... The DP World Tour not want to ban players, yeah, but now but, have to ban them from one to, or two events. But to be honest, it's mental. They've had months to know this was coming, and nothing. I can't. I cannot believe that Keith Bailey has not said a thing. I'll be honest. It surely must come today. Has to come today, because it affects them. So for them to say nothing is outrageous. So they've got a tournament in a few weeks that's going to have some live players involved. Potentially. Potentially. It just cannot be the case. One of their members is playing in this high profile. Patrick Reed is a DP World Tour member. He's not a he's not a PG Tour guy coming over and playing a few events on on yeah. uh, appearance money. He's a member of the tour. Put this way: the the DP World needs DP uh, PGA Tour members to help con- maintain its status. As soon as it can't have them in order to satisfy the PGA Tour, yeah. its status is immediately so here's, diminished. Here's a question. The tour at live at the moment, the, the, what they've got at the moment, the players that they've got, it isn't as good as the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. If it stays the same way now, let's say Bryson and Patrick Reed jump ship. We've hear, we're hearing Ricky Fowler's going to jump. There's one more in the top ten we think's going to jump. If that's it, is the PGA Tour better? I think it's got stronger fields every week. I think it does. My point is that Liv has got a lot to do in the coming months to still convince more players to join this. They're not done yet. What they've got at the moment, for me, is not good enough to be the dominant tour. 
is very close and it'll be very exciting and it will be better than DP. But to me, still think one of the big stars in golf is Rory McIlroy. John Ram's a world number one. He's a US Open champion. Scotty Scheffler is Scotty Scheffler is the world number one. Jordan Ma- Spieth we haven't champion. mentioned. Justin Thomas we Jordan, haven't mentioned. These guys are big, relevant, current stars and major champions. I think that is greater than what Liv has currently. So Liv has got a massive job to pull those guys out. If I was Greg Norman, I'd be going up to guys like Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy and saying, how much do you want? What does it take me to convince you that what we are doing is the future? How much do you want? And and to be honest, there's no point in going to Tiger because Tiger's already said, my future or my legacy is with the PGA Tour. And he's also said he's only going to play a couple of times a year. So. Yeah, so it doesn't... Well, to be fair, it totally suits him. Live <laughs> is perfect for Tiger. Less 50, golf. Less golf. Less, he could probably get away with doing less media because he could choose what he wants to do. Ten years ago, Tiger would have a really difficult decision to make, but right now he doesn't. Yeah. He, he's almost... Cherry picks the he, courses he, he wants to go so and play. He's so close to being done, you know, yeah. in, in real terms. So, And I will say one thing we haven't talked about, we usually talk about when we're talking about a golf tournament. I thought the Centurion looked pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. From what I saw, it, it, it looks quite cool. It's obviously in sensational nick. Quite Aye. clearly it has to be Unreal But I think what's going to be interesting Is when we get to the States Because there's one big complicating factor That we've not spoken about And to be honest We don't have time to speak about right now But this is going to a couple of golf courses Owned by The former president of the United States Donald Trump You think the noise is loud now? Just wait until he shows up Because you know he will At those events And see where it goes from It's going there. to be huge so, Yeah Bryce, thank you I think we've covered most of the main points. I apologise if there's anything that you wanted to know more about that we haven't been able to. We could pod honestly all day and it might yet get to that point that we have to. But hopefully that's given you a bit of an insight as to what's going on, what we think is going on and where our heads are at as far as this goes. It's been quite a seismic week for men's professional golf. This has come right through it, rippled through it like an earthquake. And... I'm sorry if you disagree with that. I know. Your head's in the clouds. I think next week will be very interesting because the, the players that are involved will not be in a slightly protected environment. Yep. They'll be in a USG press conference. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll face some of the American media that might be a bit more like, what's going on here? Yeah. And by the way, loads of kinks that Liv still has to figure out. Yeah, I yeah. mean, simple things from, from a media point of view, like press conference transcripts taking three hours at times to, yeah. to be typed up and made available. That's, that's not great. That's obviously a very personal thing. But Chuck in. You've got leaderboards not appearing on the website, but that's where all the action is. Look, it's Getting media removed isn't a great look. Terrible look. But there's a lot of kinks you have to iron out, but let's say this. That was day one of event one. For me, it made a, a stronger impression than I think I was expecting. Absolutely. I, t- I totally agree. I thought it, it was way better than I thought it would be. I thought, that, and the biggest thing is I thought, out with the press conferences, which I thought was hugely uncomfortable, though that was the yeah, brutal I part in of, them. I know, brutal part of it. But as soon as the golf started, I thought the players looked comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it, lo- it looked, the production value, everything, the stupid things like the branding. I thought it looked good. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it looked like, it looked like a big event. Yep. And that that is key. I've always said that, that the... The eyeballs on golf need to have a certain 
stratosphere that we want to go to. That's what it looked like. It looked impressive. In order to be successful, one must project the image of success. You already are successful. I cannot remember what film that. I think it's actually American Beauty. Yeah. Random reference. But it, was a, it, it was an impressive start. Yes, indeed, it certainly was. So thank you for listening to this emergency pod. Much appreciated indeed. Normal service for the podcast will resume on Monday. Podder of Merit, Honesty Box, all the things you like about it will be back. And we will, of course, have a full US Open preview because there is a, an actual major championship taking place next week, lest we forget. Thank you very much for listening just now. Until next time, bye-bye.